welcome to the podcast. I'm definitely Ross. I'm confused who I am because um, it's a different day. We're, we're recording this on a completely different day, completely different time. Yes. But, I, but I think I'm still Phil, right? So this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And today is one of our completely agendaless free episodes, which means... Yeah, we could end up talking about Spectre, or we could end up talking about Liam Neeson, or just talking about movies. I don't know. But uh, before we get there, Ross, how the devil are you, sir? It's been a, been a minute. It has. It's been a while. I looked at what I last talked about when we were talking, and it's been weeks. It's been well, you're watching weeks. like 100 films a day at the moment. So, mm. you know, I might I might have to get you to look at the, um, the, the most uh, uh, noteworthy of them. It's like the 12th of... Or thirteenth of February, we did the last one or something. Was it? Was it that long ago? Well, we didn't. I hadn't talked about. No, it's before. It's for. Oh, hang on. Yeah, no, it's the thirteenth because I hadn't seen Death on the Nile at that point, and you had, and then I saw Death on the Nile after we recorded. Ah, that's right. Yes, and, the last yeah. episode we did went out on the thirteenth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, it's yeah. um been a hot minute. Uh, you know, sometimes life just gets away from you, right? So it's um. It's been a bit crazy, and of course, as we record this, and actually as we release this, because I'm going to release this today. Uh, Batman is officially open, I think, and I think we're seeing it at the weekend separately. Yeah, I believe I believe the first feelings are tonight at midnight. So sort of cheats for cheats for Friday. I was I was nervous, and the some of the reviews that I've just seen, and not read in depth, but just in like the headlines of, you know, where they're calling it one of the greatest superhero, and this kind of thing, where you just kind of go, okay, I'm going to relax a little bit now because at worst this should be enjoyable. Well, we, we'd hope. <laughs> Even if it is three fucking hours long, which I, mm. I still to this day do not think any Batman film needs to be three hours long. No, well, nearly nearly no film needs to be that long. Well, well, you say that. I watched a film yesterday that, that earns every second of its runtime, but we'll talk Ooh. about that one in a minute. So, Ooh. yeah, look, so we've got a, a, a bit to talk about. So why don't we do what we usually do, Ross? Jump in, we'll do our, our last films that we saw. Mm. And then we'll do, um, and then we'll do uh, everything else, right? Yes. And we'll just catch <laughs> up and talk about a few films that we we haven't discussed, including obviously Death on the Nile and other stuff. Yes. <clears throat> Marvelous. Well, look, what was the last film you saw? So if we're talking about the most like the twenty twenty two films, essentially, we've been doing this for so long, and we still haven't <laughs> yet defined how we speak about this. But yes, the last twenty twenty two. No, we do. We do. We have. We have. We say like it's the new, the new, new film is the film that has been released the most recently, like literally come out. Yep. You know, as recently as as is possible, and then the old film is just any other film, really. It, it can be anything in some yes. ways, but just before that, essentially. Yes. Um, so I'm going to very briefly list three, because it's been a bunch of weeks. I'm going to list three films so we can talk about them or not talk about them if you don't want to. Okay? Really okay. simple. Because one of them I think we should talk about a little bit, for sure, which is the first one. So literally over the space of 24 hours, I watched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Yep. Uh, uh, I Want You Back, which I really enjoyed. The Amazon rom-com starring Charlie Day and uh, uh, Jenny Slate. Uh, and then also The Tinder Swindler, which is the most recent piece of I saw. Oh, okay, on, uh, cool. Netflix. So let's pick so up. On. We can talk about we can talk about any of those. I'd like to definitely yeah. talk about Texas Chainsaw, just in terms of saying it was so much fun, and I loved seeing how many Facebook posts, social media posts, were saying it's so much fun. We get that it's not what you would call good. Good is not the right word, but I would call it satisfying as hell. 
I'm not, for anyone who doesn't know, in terms of the horror franchises, Texas Chainsaw is one of my least favourite, particularly for the first, everyone goes on about the first movie, which I understand why they do, but I've never particularly liked that first movie. I've actually been a much bigger fan of the remake than the original movie and the sequels. In fact, I love the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I can't believe I only saw for the first time last year with Dennis Hopper, and it's one of the most bananas films I've ever seen. And I loved, oh, it's loved it. It's, yeah, I loved it. It is genuinely batshit mental. Yeah, like a, a for real Coco Bananas movie, which is, you can just enjoy it regardless if you like horror. You sort of need to like, you sort of need to have a bit of a like for what I would call trash cinema, if that makes sense. Not so much horror. Horror isn't really where that film is is at, if you know. <laughs> but but I, but I like almost all the sequels. I actually like Leatherface quite a lot. I like I like The Next Generation because it's a relatively palatable movie. I really like most of the remakes. I haven't seen. Is it Texas Chainsaw 3D? I think that's the one I haven't uh, seen. You know what? From I a don't few know years ago. What the fuck is <clears throat> wrong with this series? I do know that I've yeah. actually. So I I have a huge appreciation for the first one because it's a low budget mm. indie movie. Course, um, yes. It was made for for you know a bag of peanuts, Tuppence, and, yes, yes. yeah, and and it, it's got an amazing atmosphere of, of mm. a film, and it's so visceral and so so grimy. Do I like it? No, I don't watch it regularly. Um, as for all the sequels, look, there for me, if I had to pick a horror franchise, um, an order of horror franchise, Texas Chainsaw would probably be at the bottom just above jeepers creepers and wrong turn well yeah i mean wrong turn one and two i love and then the others move yeah jeepers creepers i will say i've actually enjoyed all the jeepers creepers films but in various ways kind of um so, so for yeah, me though, it's yeah, like but... so, so when like similar to you I, I like you text me and said like this film is nuts and by the way the bus sequence is eight amazing and i'm like okay i'll yes. watch this now and, yeah, and yeah. i think you saw it it's like 78 minutes long or something <laughs> yeah well it's, it's it's listed at something like 83 minutes and it finishes around the 78 minute mark i was like this is perfect <laughs> So it runs perfect. It just runs perfectly. If you don't like it, that's fine. Like that's fine. And there's plenty to sort of not like, if that makes sense. But, but it's in also, terms of if you like, if you don't like gore and stuff, but bloody yeah. hell, if you like gore and effects, Jesus Christ. And and that's kind of why I probably enjoyed it, right? I like. Gore but we don't get to like see it. Effects. We don't get to see it anymore, do we? We don't get to see aside from something a bit grimy like Your Next, which I still love. I know it's not the best movie, but I really like Your Next because it it shows you inverted commas the good stuff. And and it is part of the tapestry of what you're watching. Let's face it, we all we're all very painfully aware of the sanitized PG thirteen trend of horror movies in like the early two thousands, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, and it's even kind of going down a, a couple of years ago, there's still quite oh, a lot of them out there. Oh, for sure, but you know what I mean. There was a particular like the remake of Prom Night and all of those, <sighs> and some and some of them, some of them are relatively entertaining movies, regardless. Like they, you know, they run, but they don't have the stuff that. The stuff that, as a kid, I absolutely hated. I didn't want to see gore ever. I, it really upset me. You know what I mean? Like, they very vivid imagination. And then you start to realize the stuff you're not seeing is sort of the stuff that's worse than the stuff you see, you know? Um, but there's definitely something to be said for old school. You can feel it in your hands, blood and guts. And, yeah. and, and, and this and movie no gives it to you in, in no city, exactly. Like, it's real stuff. And it just, regardless of how nonsense it might be, you know, whatever, whatever. You feel it all. You feel it's yeah. a really intense. That sequence, the bus sequence, if nothing else, is incredibly intense. And the final showdown was great fun. Like it's fun, yeah. and it's and it's really shot well as well. 
Looks up 80 minutes, right? And we're, we're, yeah. we're heading into that period of time where... So funny enough, I watched um, some of the film... We'll come back to um, Tinder Swindler, because that's, yeah. that's a good one to talk about. Um, I watched... Uh, my most recent new film I watched was Belfast. Oh, yes, I haven't seen that yet. Um, so, right. I described it as a, a, a Hovis... A Hovis right. bred advert of a movie. Ridley Scott, a Ridley Scott movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um... And it just felt like it just felt like, like like at some point if someone had delivered bread on the back of a bike, I would have gone, yeah, that's fine. Um, sure. I I didn't. I thought the performances were amazing, but equally, what I like when Zoe said, "Oh, should we watch Belfast?" I was like, "Oh, I, can I really be fucking bothered with a four-hour Oscar contender?" Is it four like, hours? No. Really four hours? And this is the thing. I looked at the oh, runtime, and it was a, it was like ninety-seven minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, oh, fuck, I'll watch that. 97 sure. minutes. I'm like, I'm in for that. Because even if I don't enjoy it, the pain window is relatively short. It is. Yes, exactly. But it's quite stylized. It's very stylistic. I, I don't, I didn't love it, but I did appreciate it. And I think sure. that's okay, right? You can kind of, of go, so. you know, I still think if anything is going to win the Academy Awards, out of anything that's nominated this year, it should probably be in terms of best film, something like June, just because it's just right different for the Academy, at least. Like I say, I've been, sounds such a strange thing, because like I say, I, I, I think we've already gone over this. I did like it. I just, you know, I have some caveats or whatever. But yes, the, the fact that it's been nominated for so many categories genuinely makes me happy, considering all the other hullabaloo around the Oscars this year. All the other nonsense this oh, year. Actually, while we're um, on this, right, can we just talk about the Oscars? Because... yeah. I mean, I mean, what I mean, what are they? Are they going to be on next year at this rate? I don't know. Who for like, real? I don't know. Will it just be broadcast online next year? Who knows? There was a point where the Oscars were important to me. To like, everyone, dude. Uh, I think the Oscars were important to people who didn't even really like films. Sometimes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they'd watch it. They, they'd watch some. I don't know. Jonathan Terry Wogan used to. You know what? Like, 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 like you know. People, music is 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 one thing, and music splits people. And some people are into music, and some people. But I don't. I've not met that many people in my life that don't enjoy watching films, right? right. So, so the Oscars, yeah, the Oscars always had value, and like the height, the, the heyday of the Oscars for me, in like the the early mid, the mid to late nineties, right, where you had like amazing presenters bringing amazing shows to life with yeah. like. <laughs> some amazing films and genuinely you couldn't tell who the fuck was gonna be who the fuck right. was gonna win and you, you get some surprises and you get Samuel L. Jackson swearing because he didn't win and and you kind of go well this is all pretty cool and now you've got like Amy Schumer hosting it who it's Amy Schumer, Schumer Regina Piggy and the three isn't there yeah um I'm gonna oh, have man. to I'm gonna have to kind of. It really doesn't matter. Uh, we got just to give them credit. And I like. By the way, by the way, I like Amy, Amy Schumer Schumer and I like, Regina Hall. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I like all three of those those ladies. I like all of yeah. these performers. I don't actually have any issue with them presenting. Do you know? I think this should be a bit of a, a lap, uh, like a I, some kind of what do they call it? Uh, well, it's, what, the, what, it's, the, it's the female Ghostbusters thing again, isn't it? People are like, right, hey, yeah, exactly. Three women. But that's hosting. not fair because actually, I know, I know Amy Schumer can be divisive. I, I, really, I generally enjoy her humour. I am not a fan. And, but that's... No, that's fine. But, but I get why people might not be. Like, but... if you put Melissa McCarthy up there, you'd be like, half. Oh, some people like her, some people don't. But it's not really that. It's 
it just seems to be the attitude with which it's all being put forward. It's not them specifically that's an issue. <laughs> and then you get onto the fact that the eight, arguably eight of the most important categories, they're just going to go, whatever, we'll just do it off, off air, we don't care. I mean, yeah, and it's, the, and it's the ones the where no one famous will collect them. It, right, it's, and it's all the categories. You know, like I say, no one famous will collect them, but they're all the categories that are involved with like making the film. Yeah. Like they're all about making the film. None of them then, are sort of superfluous. They're all and then you really get the cool. randomness of like Spider-Man not being nominated, which is the biggest film of the universe ever. You mean in and, terms of like VFX? You mean in terms of VFX? No, just in terms of like the film itself. People are like, well, yeah, the whole point of opening the Oscars up to 10 films. Oh, I see what you're saying. To be able to open up potential. Because Black Panther was nominated. Because that time when Black yeah. Panther was the best. But and, yeah, okay. And, you're right. like, like, it's a much better film than Black Panther. By well, far. it is. Yes, I completely agree with you. So, yeah. So like, like, so you've got that, and then you've got the weirdness. I still don't get that you can have up to ten best. You have up to ten best films, but only five mm. best directors. Oh, it makes no sense. <laughs> so five, five of the best films don't have a potential best director. Yeah, and you can already go through the the top ten films and go, well, that's not going to win, and that's not going right. to win, and that's not mm. going to win. Right, so yeah. so it always gets a point where why don't you just be more honest and just have five films? Because if you're putting films in that aren't going to win, and you're not even putting the right films in that aren't going to win, like Spider Man. Well, well, yeah. And then you add like these really vanilla. Because Amy Schumer's not going to do anything controversial at the Oscars. Well, she'll be, she'll be, she. Well, Wanda Sykes is the one who'll get away with it, if that makes sense. Wanda Sykes is the one who'll get away with any cutting barbs. Amy Schumer should, but she won't be allowed to. Yeah. She won't be allowed. She just won't be allowed to. Whereas Wanda Sykes will be allowed to because when Wanda Sykes delivers any dialogue, there's cutting. She doesn't have to even say anything specific. Her delivery is strong enough. You know what I mean? She, she's great at twisting anything into a barb, you know? Whereas so Schumer. And then, but the, my, I guess my issue is, and this is maybe just a me thing, but they've got virtually nothing to do with cinema well no i mean look look for the one who most does is amy herself in terms of producing and having i mean the, that film with goldie hall was terrible but uh, but i liked i liked train wreck <laughs> i mean i did but but she's the closest one who has anything to do with and unless there's things i don't i know what the sites writes you know all of that stuff but like in terms of actually being a hollywood whatever figure she was like, probably, unless I'm, unless I'm speaking out of turn here, she's probably the closest one to actually being like a Hollywood figure. I I, like <laughs> Oscars have made some silly decisions in their time. Mm. I mean, Letterman was was never going to work, right? But you think yeah. like how can like you've got Steve Martin, Billy Crystal, Chris Rock, you know, John Stewart, Ellen DeGeneres. He was pretty good. Yeah, um, Steve Martin and yeah. Baldwin. I mean, we'll yes. skip over James Franco and Anne Hathaway just because that was. I forgot all about. I forgot all about that. That's, that's um, you know, crazy. it's just this feels yeah. like this just feels like another kind of let's let, let at least the Golden Globes for all their faults had the balls to put Ricky Gervais up there who was going to rip right. the new arse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, shine should a light get, on the stupidness. Yeah. Of you know, they should get they should get to the Oscars this year. Should be Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox, and oh, and, not, and, and, and and not explain it. <laughs> just, just turn up. It was funny like, though. Who, who the hell are these people? For all the value that 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 the current hosts have, mm. 
Yeah. They might just, it's not even like they're a, they're a known threesome, right? It's not like you go, oh, no, cool, they're, no, they're so right. good yeah, together. The yeah, the, ga the gang, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, they should get me, oh, I've just had it. They should have the Always Sunny Philadelphia gang do it. It just, that like, would be amazing. Like, fuck it, you might as well just put Joey and Chandler up there. It would be, right, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. there would be some, like, it makes no sense. Ooh. So you might have like, to get them both into you might have to get them both into training before they uh, <laughs> harsh Sorry. harsh but fair yeah harsh um, but fair harsh but fair um so it's just to me I'm just like and then yeah you 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 add in all the considerable like like lack of respect for mm -hmm. contempt for for kind of mainstream movies for the continued disrespect for well, stunt popular, performers. Popular, yeah, popular movies. I'd say this stunt thing, I really, and I, I know I'm- You're over it now, aren't stunt. you? I'm, I'm, I'm not just over it, I really genuinely believe, listen, if, if the Academy turned around and said, we can order stunts, awesome, brilliant, great, awesome, of course, because they should have. But I sort of really am sticking to kind of the Groucho Marx aspect of this now, like why would you want to be a member of a club that would have you? Like yeah. it's been well, it's been it's been a hundred years <laughs> or what were 75 years of yours or whatever it is like and, for a hundred years of industry and 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 why would it change if it changed now wouldn't you be deeply suspect as to why oh god well it's it's like you know what like, i mean like why would you then be like oh that's good except for of course it's good of course they should be like of course they should be honest but you know what i'm getting at at a certain point it seems like what's the word it you get the feeling that if it did happen, that there'd be this kind of cringingly servile attitude, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, whereas, yeah. The attitude, whereas the attitude should actually be, it's about fucking time. Give what? us all awards for the last 75 years, you pricks. Yeah, can we That's have a, a, an award show that takes in the last 75 can years? We get one, can, we get, can we get one for when, when stunts had to be done with no CGI, please? Can we get some stunts for uh, Indiana Jones and the and last also, save, please? Like, like now. Can we get those now? You know, you know? like, you've got, like, the... the... Like, has Vic Armstrong even been given like an honorary Oscar? No. No, of course not. Fucking hell, man. There's all just... these people, all of those people, there's so many of them who deserve well, lifetime, and James, lifetime achievement. Even... Right, yeah, exactly. They yeah. all just, there's so many of them that, like, there's, there's whole, like actors, there are, there are, there are, well, you know, there are well, stumped families. There are like yeah, yeah. stumped dynasties, the Pachernis, whoever you want to, really, I can't even name them, but there's so many of them. I was listening to um, part of the permanent of Hollywood. They're part, yeah. It's not just that they do jobs on films. They are as much of Hollywood as any, you know, like I say, acting royalty or studio heads or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it is, this is what I'm getting at. I, I, if I was anything to do, I'd be like, well, fuck you. We don't care. We actively don't care now. Yeah. Did we do this last year? I'm so sorry. I'm last, sure, no, no, I'm sure we, I think we did. Was it last year did. or the year yeah. before where, where you listed the number of stunt people per like the nominated movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. None of them are recognised. Well, hey, hey, the good thing is we'll still do the annual Boyask Awards. Sure, exactly. Um, More important. Yeah, the other thing, the other thing, and like Kevin Smith was talking about um, Spider-Man not getting an award and saying that Oscars mm. need to make a populist category or populist award. I thought that was the point. Wasn't the Black Panther to do with that? Wasn't Black Panther something to do with popularity? No, no, I think it was just, it was a popular, popular. film. But, oh, I see. Sorry, I, I, I think, think everyone labelled it. Everyone labelled it. Well, I agree with you. It's totally can you imagine? It's like, oh, we, we're not going to nominate you for an actual Oscar, but you can have a baby a Oscar. Yeah, baby. Yeah, a, a token Oscar. 
It's like when the BAFTAs do like the, the audience award, and you're like, mm. well, that's just playing to the crowd, isn't it? But, I don't, but well, it is what the audience is the crowd. And, uh, by the way, but with the BAFTAs one, I've never really minded that because the BAFTAs comes across as so snooty anyway. But it's kind of like it is kind of like throwing a bone <laughs> to the to the peasants <laughs> sort of thing, and I quite like that. I've always quite like that. I, yeah. Um, but I know, I know how it's you know. I, mean. I also I mean, like it's how it's just not the same thing. It's just not. I also like how the rising star at the Baftas gets like mm. like this really weirdly coloured Bafta, like a plastic Bafta, and it's and also like... it's usually someone. Also, it's usually someone. Tell you remember it was Noel Clark and it was um, Tom Hardy got it. Like yeah. people who who been Tom Hardy got it when he'd been in films for like nine years. Yeah, for real. Like Rise, he'd done rising star. Yeah, rising star. Like most of them have been around for like I don't know. And by the way, rising I suppose is relative. But one of Tom Hardy's first roles was in a mass Hollywood movie. What the hell are they talking about? Love it. I'm glad he's got the reward or whatever. But what? That <laughs> was strange. Nice. But it's uh, like, the, like the Noel Clark one where they're just like, yeah, we have that back now. But also, he's been around for like, but when he won it, he, he won it. For, oh, no, that was, that was his more recent award, wasn't it? Not his <laughs> Rising Star for him. But, but when he won Rising Star, again, it, he'd been around for like six or seven years. It'd been a massive TV show. It's such a weird, like, Rising Star. <laughs> I mean, thanks. Yeah, rising star, my ass. It's funny, mm. isn't it? It's like all these things. It, it's like I don't know. It's just the Oscars are so broken now. Like, but they, they're going to yeah. cut the How category. Can I go back? They're going to cut the category out. But I bet they still put fucking musical numbers in there. Well, this is yeah. Someone was saying like <laughs> you know like if you're you're not going to show you know these eight hugely important categories but you're going to have like nine production or seven production numbers or whatever it's going to be like get rid of that no one cares about that stuff it's Literally. fun but no one cares about it i used to wind past them as fast as i fucking could yeah exactly because it was absolute bullshit isn't it usually the songs that have been nominated as well i think yeah isn't it or well, some of them are isn't yeah it? normally they sing the songs that they used to do right. they used to do the musical numbers alongside the songs that have just been nominated and you're just right. like yes Oh, come on, man. I never had a problem with that making it a show, but you know, you just kind of go. It's not important if you're going to say what's important. Yeah, if you, yeah, no. If you're going to if you're going to point out like where do you need to put your time? Well, my time, your time needs to go in rewarding the people that actually make the film <laughs> and won the awards and stuff. But the problem is, Brad Pitt can't collect a, a best production designer award, no, or, of course, or best editing award, right? So no. You know who who gives a fuck if if John Johnson wins an award? It's not Brad Pitt. No, you know, John Johnson might have wonky teeth and a fat belly, and like mm. the, the Oscars are like, oh no, we don't want to admit that he's part of Hollywood. Well, or even when you get like the VFX awards, there's like nine people get on stage, which I find really funny. And they don't. <laughs> I always love. I always love that. And they, they always hurry them off stage, but allow the big people, the big stars, to waffle yeah, on and do a full on poutro every year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, you are you are not wrong. Anyway, so I don't know how the fuck Tinder we got there. Tinder uh, Swindler. Yes, Tinder Swindler. That was that was a good documentary. I thought. Well, hang on, before you actually before we carry on, what, what about your most recent one? Have we already done oh, so that? that was um so that was really? Belfast new one. Oh yes, of course. Of and, course like yes. my oldest most recent one was uh, last night. I went to see the 4K restoration oh. um on the big screen of The Godfather. Yes, we're planning to see that very soon. In fact, the Prince Charles cinema is showing all three parts. And when I say all three parts, they're doing the remastered, The Death of Michael Corleone 
Uh, oh, Godfather nice. 3. So I'm really excited. So and they're even doing a triple, not that I want to go and see this, a triple bill <laughs> because it starts at 9pm. So there's no fucking way I'm starting at 9pm. Oh, that's it's five, five, nine, five hundred and a half hours, five, maybe? 538 minutes. It sounds like a punishment. It just sounds like a punishment. But they're doing all three, yeah, they're doing all three parts, which uh, Jenny and I for sure want to go and see, certainly the first one. But yeah. it's, uh, in fact, when we went to see, I don't know what film we went to see, but we went to see something and they were showing a trailer for The Godfather Restoration. And we were both like, gee, that looks amazing. It, looks <laughs> it just it looks like it was made funny. yesterday. Yeah, it, I'm really and because it's a period it. film, which I'd forgotten. Exactly, that, I forgot it was set in like of the forties. Yeah, of course. So it's even more like, like what's the word, contemporary, because it's our period film. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It doesn't feel it. that as dated. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Do you know what, Ross? It's 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 a brilliant film. It still is a, a brilliant film, and the pacing of it, even though it's quite a slow paced film at times. Mm. It didn't feel like three hours. And, and the only problem I have with watching The Godfather, and this is absolutely a problem that we have, and it's the same problem I have with Silence of the Lambs, mm. is that that performance has passed so far into parody and yeah. popular culture that you, you have to really try and watch it without thinking of the millions of times you've seen it's someone take spooked. a picture of The Godfather. Yeah. Yes, of Brando. course. Yes, you're and quite even right. To the Sopranos, right? The Sopranos references the God, Godfather all the time. Yeah. And like, like when 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 they say, "Oh, Luca Brava sleeps with the fishes," all I can hear is uh -huh. Silvio saying that, and you know, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. And it's it's just yeah. like, oh my god, it's it's so passed into popular culture. And the the Marlon Brando, Muffley, yeah. the voice, which I do all the time, like. Yeah. So it's real, and so so I can see how if someone was to watch that now, with an understanding of popular culture, you might go, huh? But right, yeah, Science yeah. of the Lambs, the whole you know. Well, I think I told you oh, we went to this before. But the fact is, I saw Science of the Lambs a number of years after it came out, and all I had in my head was was like uh, Dawn French playing Hannibal Lecter <laughs> and Jennifer Saunders, who had done a Note Perfect, um, uh, Jodie Foster. Yeah. Foster impersonation. Like her impersonation with the lisp and all that stuff is perfect. Yeah. So when I saw the silence of the lambs thing, I was like, it's not very scary. <laughs> like it took a little while. Like I've only seen it a couple of times. The second time round, I found it better because it was a bit more detached from all of the spoofs yeah, yeah. and pastiches. And not, not just spoofs, just, just you know, uh, uh, referencing in, in, in you know, popular yeah. culture. It took, me a, long, it took me a long time to remember that. I think it's when I watched Breakfast Club. I only watched Breakfast Club like two years ago for the first time. Oh, wow. And I think because we, we discussed it on the podcast and I was like, mm. it's an amazing film, but you really have to divorce yourself from many years of pop culture references of that. Well, film. Uh, well, just the fact that you would have heard, don't you forget about me so many times. And, and even the final shot where he, you know, punches yes. like, you, you see that spoofed in every, you see that spoofed yeah, in every. And I, I had like the, the, the movie Killers album that had that song right. on it, right? Right, yeah, same, same. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, one thing about The Godfather that I really enjoyed more than anything was they showed once again, uh, because apparently it is going to come out this year if, you know, we managed to not get blown up by Putin. Um, mm. They showed the trailer for Top Gun Maverick again and literally <laughs> the audience yeah. gasped. When it came right. on and it was like people realised what it was, they were like, oh. I was like, what a great reaction. I will say also that my watching of the godfather was colored because again i didn't see it for a lot i don't think i saw it till i was in my i think it was past university i think it was like 
I don't know, I don't remember, let's say mid-20s, maybe even late 20s in actual fact. If, if I remember correctly, I might, I might be slightly slipping up here, but I, I definitely saw The Godfather late. And the thing that was really important for me post that was I watched The Godfather and Godfather 2, like back to back. Yeah, yeah. And, and they definitely work better back to back. Like as yeah. in, they both make each other better, if that makes sense. Yes. No, that, it, there's a completion. There's a completion to them that really is very satisfying. Yeah. No. It, like the the Godfather Two is great, and and I do want to see it in the cinema, but that's like four hours, yes. and that's a fucking. It I, is. It's two hundred and two minutes, three hours and twenty minutes long. But if you want to come up and see it, it's up here most days next week. Like Prince Charles. It's good. That is a a commitment, right? And like the Godfather was, was a tough commitment because I'd been to the gym yeah. yesterday when I watched it and right. my back was killing me. So <laughs> I was really struggling to sit in the cinema, which worries me for Batman because I'm seeing yeah. it in the Brighton Marina cinema, which is not the most comfortable. Oh cinema. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, convenience. Go to, Jukes, go to the Dukes at Comedia. So much better. Uh, fuck, I should have done that. The one in Gardner Street is the best. Yeah, I've already booked tickets. Bollocks. Nah. Um, mm. No, that's annoying. Um, but yes, so yeah, no, so look, The Godfather is still brilliant. Um, yeah. it, the the pace, and actually, you know, not to jump on any any feature, but I watched um, this week, I also watched The Andromeda Strain, which I'd never seen oh, before. the original version. Yeah, the, the original version. Remake, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Never seen it before, and it's a good film, it, it, but it, you start to realise how much different films are nowadays to what they were mm. like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like it's always 70 60s, films of a very different pacing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? A, I thought we dropped Drum the Stone was like late 60s. Uh, I think it was 71. Oh, okay. Could well be. Drum the Stone. 71. Yeah, yeah, 71. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But really good film. Really it is good a good film. movie. Yeah, really good movie. Uh, it's more intense than I, much more intense than you It's Robert Wise, isn't it? Who did the, yeah. the first yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Trek movie. Yeah, no, really, really good. So that was another like, but it's amazing. Like, I've, I've, I had, I had this kind of retro, uh, kind of uh, backward-looking film week this week. But look, let's talk Tinder Swindler. Yes, absolutely. That was. Oh, scary. do we want to just? Should we just quickly touch on my old film before we do? That? Oh, go on, him. go on. Him. Yeah, super quick. One second. Now I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> now I don't know if we want to touch on this yet, but obviously hashtag martial arts has started. Oh yes, um, no, I thought. so. So the most recent film, if, if we include those then, uh, yesterday being the 1st of March, hashtag martial arts, uh, I watched American Ninja 5, which is a very silly movie. Uh, and for those who know, it's nothing, so stupid. Yeah, it is stupid and it's nothing to do, the problem, it was originally called American Dragons when in production. Uh, and it is a kid's movie. It's not, it's more like a three ninjas type movie than any kind of R-rated action movie, which would be really helpful if you knew that going into it. And most people, <laughs> um, I mean, it is a kid. It's a kiddie movie, um, but it is a lot of fun. Like it's goofy and charming and silly. David Bradley is, is really good fun in it. The the guy who took over from Michael Dudikoff. Yeah, uh, you've got, got Pat, Marita. Yeah, Pat Marita. You've got Tadashi Yamashita from the original American Ninja movie. Oh, so this uh, was a film that Michael Dudikoff went. Nah, that's a step too far for me. Oh sure. Well, that was the, <laughs> yeah, the fifth, yeah, because he did the fourth one. But again, it wasn't originally an American Ninja movie. Um, and then you also have James Lewis, the villain. Uh, you've got the amazingly named Clement von Frankenstein, 
who's the lead villain, and people will <laughs> recognise him from his most amazing name ever. His dad was like an Austrian ambassador. I looked him up. He's a really fascinating guy. He was in a oh, bunch of movies and TV shows. He was in AWOL. He was in Death Becomes Her. AWOL, he was really significant because he plays like one of the main... He's not a villain. He's Cynthia, the, the one who sort of is like the main villain in AWOL, the one who recruits Van Damme to do the fights. Right, he's he's done, like... He's done, he's done loads of movies. Of yeah. And he's, he's really charismatic because he doesn't come across like an act with no disrespect. He he comes across like a personality rather than as an actor, if that makes sense. And he's having a lot of fun as like the lead villain. Oh, he was in Livewire. He was Loads in Murder, stuff. He yep. was in, yep. um, God, uh, like loads of TV stuff. Falcon yeah. Crest. If you see him, you will definitely go, oh, I've seen this guy, you know? Um, and then I, No, the I've definitely recent, seen him. I had no idea he had such a fucking epic it's name. It's amazing. Amazing and Clement von Frankenstein. If you look up his IMDb, his trivia is fascinating, for real, like really interesting. Uh, so on the second, yesterday, Jenny and I both watched Double Impact, which is still so much fun and it really needs a sequel still. Um, I, I definitely think Double Impact is uh, one of my favourite Van Damme movies just because yeah. it, was like, it was like, oh, on the subject of stupid movies, Ooh. like, and like, like, those movies that kind of play on the actor. I saw the trailer for that new Nicolas Cage film yesterday. Oh yeah, the unbearable, uh, what was it, the unbearable burden of talent or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. You see, yeah, the, unbear the unbearable burden of being Nicolas the Cage. The poster literally says, that the film literally ha says on the, tra on, the, uh, on, the, on the film as it goes through, the most Nicolas Cage film ever. Oh, that's a hell of a boast when you think about and all of There is a brilliant things. moment, right, where this guy's this huge Nicolas Cage is in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away. And mm. in the case, there's a there's like a life-size mannequin of Nicolas Cage, or waxwork, sorry, of Nicolas Cage mm. from Face Off. Amazing. And it barely looks anything like him. And Nicolas Cage no. looks at it and goes, that is, I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember exactly, he goes, but that is spectacularly haunting. I'll give you, you $200,000 for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that film... It's, it feels like that film shouldn't really exist as a film. It feels like the, the, this Nicolas Cage film just needs to be trailers and clips and, and, like, and oh, like, no, go it, on for like four years without the film ever being a real film. Has it feels like it should be a running joke. Has any actor ever transcended to this level of self-awareness... John Ever. Malkovich, John Malkovich briefly being John Malkovich. Yeah, kind of. Brief, briefly, kind of. But like Nicolas Cage has just gone like, like the, did a, a cash strap Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance yeah. at a billionaire's super fan's birthday party. But he's yeah. really an informant for the CIA since a billionaire fan is a drug kimpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. What the fuck? I know. I don't know. I just... I do feel like it's either going to be great or it is a total mess, but might still be so much fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it feels like it could be both. The unbearable weight of massive talent, that's the that's for me. Yeah. It's just, honestly, I just, I, very, very rarely does a film have me at hello like that film has. Sure, yeah. Because it's, huh. But uh, yeah, no, so going back to Double Impact, a uh, great, great film. Love Double Impact. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, it's I've not just the song, it. right? Yes, the song at the end is so good still. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And then if we're going to go non-martial arts, just very quickly, 
the most recent old film I watched, and we don't need to talk about it, is Predators. Yeah, we don't. You're absolutely it's, right. It's the only thing that needs to be said about Predators is it's really not very good. And and the most egregious part of it not being very good is the absolute lie from the trailer where they have that shot of a trailer where it looks like there's about oh, 20 yeah, predators. Yeah. And, it, that and it's like three, not in the film. three or four. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really, really... And that's I not even like something that was cut. That was just a blatant. No, no, no. Lie. It just they just blatantly just added it. And like and like it is genuinely misleading. Like it's and, and I mean all trailers are misleading, but like it really is a situation where you go in the cinema, I went, there's like 20, this is gonna be insane. And then the film isn't very good, and then there isn't 20 predators. And you go, no. Well, I don't really like you now. Like, like <laughs> I genuinely think I genuinely think the predators is like a mate who fucked you over. Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> like, you're right. Really fucked you, really you over. On the subject, right, of great songs at end of films, mm. and there's definitely a podcast in this at some point. Oh yeah. I was um I was listening to my my random music playlist the other day, and the song from the end of Police Academy came up. Say that again. I was listening to my random film play- playlist the other day, and the song from the end of Police Academy came up. I wanna be somebody. Yeah. I really want to, whatever the fuck. That's really great. I love that song so much. And, That's and amazing. Like, like that came up and then, then the one from Beverly Hills Cop 2 came up as, as well. Um, just hmm. the, 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 the famous one in Beverly Hills Cop 2 that we used for Gauntlet 2 back in the day. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. It's like, I was just sat there and I was just like, I am happy. <laughs> yeah. The little things in life that make you happy. Um, <laughs> right. Can we get to Tinder Swindler now? Tinder Swindler, absolutely. What we anyway, look, before we get to Tinder Swindler, I'm joking. Yes, next. <laughs> anyway, have you seen these new. Oh, have you seen Uncharted, before? by the way? Uh, no, I'm very unlikely to at this rate now. I keep hearing it's all right. <laughs> Great. I'll probably, I'll probably see it when I can get on. Like, for a while, Jenny and I were like, well, let's go see it's that and Sing 2 that kind of came out at the same time. And we both want to sort of see them. I definitely want to see Sing 2, like big time. And I just, the more I see about Uncharted, there's a the guy on YouTube, Critical Drinker, who did a review of it. And I made the mistake of watching a review because I love his videos. And I was like, I, I don't need to see Uncharted. Have you seen it yet? Uh, yeah, it was absolutely fine. Actually, it was yeah, like fine. No, but no, he says he's, even he says you know it's all right. It's, like, it, was, uh, it was one of those films where you just kind of go, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, but again, that's not what I need anymore. But, <laughs> you no, know? But, I, but I mean that in a good in way. It, it sure, absolutely sure. passed the time, and I was I was entertained enough, and I wasn't overly offended by Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg. Sure, in sure. Every fucking thing he does. When you say it passed the time, you may as well have just said, well, it, it exists. No, no, it's, but it was. But I know what you was, mean. I know what you mean. I know. It was more than that. Well, sure. Um, I, 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 I would go as far as to say as I liked it. It was a solid okay. six out of ten. Okay. Okay, sure. Yeah, like if, if I can still catch it at some point and there's nothing else around and all that, then I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like against watching it. I've just done if I want to make an effort to watch it. It's definitely not a film you should make an effort to watch. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a film that very much exists. I think we should not talk about Tinder Swindler at all now. I think everyone keeps hanging on our words. I know, this is it. Oh, no, I, I, I absolutely don't think we should. I, I tell you what I do want to talk about, though. Another mm. film that I watched. Um, in this <laughs> I was joking. 
Another film, another film that I watched uh, that I very much enjoyed as well. Um, surprisingly, right? I was really surprised by this. I watched King Richard, and I thought it was really good. I do sort of want to see that part of me. And I've got no interest in tennis, by the way. Sure. Like zero interest in tennis. In fact, what about hot, was... what about uh, what about hot sisters? Do you like hot sisters? I don't like hot sisters either. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, I genuinely, um, I genuinely thought it was amazing. Uh, no, it's good, and I thought Will Smith was amazing in it. He was so oh, right. Good. Yeah, I will say the trailer was. I was like, oh, this is sort of a Will Smith film. I think I want to watch now. Yeah, like I am kind of, I am kind of up for it. He was, he was really good, really good in it. Um, and like super charismatic and super kind of layered and, and kind of like the kind of performance that should win him an Academy Award. But it'll right, probably right. go to someone else because you know. Anyway, Tinder Swindler. Yes, Tinder Swindler. That was so, a uh, shocking documentary, wasn't it? It was somewhat. Jenny and I watched it uh, last week, I guess. And uh, I will say, for what because a couple of people recommended it as well, and it looked interesting. And also, we've been watching, although Jenny's been watching it more than I, uh, Inventing Anna. Which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched all of it, but it's 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 very well done. So there seems to be a uh, inventing inventing Anna. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Jenny was just saying it's like it's like there's too many episodes. So I thought we were kind of coming to the end, and we we're on episode five or something, and there's nine, I think. And it's like That's it's fine. Like it's perfectly it's perfectly entertaining. Like it's if you, I don't know if you've seen it, it's very enjoyable. No, it, it, it feels like so it's dragging a bit now. At the moment. Mm. It's, it's definitely worthwhile watching. Like you, um, uh, Julia Garner's fantastic. If you like Ozark, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's it. brilliant. It's a, she? it's a Shonda Land thing, and, and Jenny keeps pointing out all the Shonda, you know, the Shonda Ensemble, the Shonda Ensemble. That's a good name. The Shonda Ensemble. Shonda Ensemble. Shonda Ensemble. Um, uh, and a great cast. Like it's very. Don't get me wrong. It's very watchable. But even I was a bit like, and I haven't even seen them all, and I'm like. I kind of thought it was coming to the end now. <laughs> kind of, I mean, it's like we're just over halfway the season. But don't take that as a negative. Like it is enjoyable. Like it, it's yeah. It, it's, you won't it's, you won't regret watching it at all. It's you know? very low down on my list. I've got mm, like like mm. they've just dropped the new Elizabeth Holmes TV show. The Dropouts just come out today. Oh yes, I heard about this. I I'm heard about super this. So obsessed it, with that story. Is it, Liz, is it is it Lindsay Lohan? I uh, no, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, sorry, I always get them confused. Yeah, yeah no, I've, I've heard that's very good. No, you, how can you get those two confused? Watching, One is it, one's a, yeah. a crack whore. That's very Yeah, awful. one's a crack whore. And the other one's Lindsay Lohan. The other one's that's Lindsay really, Lohan. Wait. Let's, let's, really, uh, let's really mess this up. No, no, but what, what I mean, is, and I, I used to get uh, Seyfried and, and Lohan confused all the time. I don't know. I don't Did know. you get Seyfried and um, Roy confused as well? So, yes, well, luckily that Tiger didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I'm being really mean about everything. Jesus Christ! We just yeah, uh, we no, just but, beat everyone today. No, but but, but, no, but I'm really I'm really into what that looks like. Uh, having said that, I we started watching Dope Sick, and like we haven't. I don't think we've continued past first episode. Even though it's really good. There's just so much stuff on. You know. Yeah, I want to watch Dope Sick big time. Uh, we I've just um like we talked about. Oh, I'll tell you what we haven't talked about as well. Uh, the the Tinder Swindler. We haven't talked about the Tinder Swindler. Let's talk about Tinder Swindler, and then let's talk about Peacemaker. Oh, we shall. Yes, absolutely. So, so to the so the point I was getting to, sorry, was that for a while I, I was finding it really interesting, like fun, interesting, and oh dear, these women are stupid. And then it got to a point where about I don't remember exactly. Let's say half an hour, forty minutes in, where I turned to Jenna, I said, 
if this is just going to be like three Scandinavian women like talking about how stupid they are, I'm kind of going off it a bit. But not long after that, I want to say you might have to correct me, like the 50 minute mark or so, you start to get to the journalistic bit of it. Yes. And that's that's when it becomes really, really, like immediately engaging again. Um, and the ending is is horrible, really. You know, it's upsetting. I mean, no, yeah, no spoilers, yeah. but he's still out there right like yeah yeah exactly Doing yeah whatever. i thought it was, I thought it was a really good documentary really interesting really kind of uh yeah one of those great documentaries that takes you on a journey and you're, you're not quite sure where it's going to go and when it gets yeah. there it's like oh fuck a duck yeah it was really it was really fascinating the stuff where they go to israel was really good and it just i really liked that crusading israeli journalist guy all, all of that stuff it was really yeah, it was really, it was really fascinating documentary. It's been, and it's also the first documentary I've watched in quite a while, actually. I realised, and I feel like going on a kind of a documentary jag. Oh, mate, of, I, I love, love, I love a documentary. Love mm, a documentary. Mm, um, mm. Love it. Oh, of course. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think you know it's on Netflix. It's well worth watching. Uh, I like you... that we took. For, hang on, I like that we took forever to talk about the Tinder Swindler for twenty five seconds. Yeah, if that. Which uh, is, so which is that half uh, yeah, I want to drop two other films that I watched um, over the last couple of weeks, just because um, I introduced my daughter to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, which I know I is like not it. your favourite film of all time. No, but I really like it. It's not that I, it's not that I don't like that movie. I just think the first one is is unbelievably, amazingly brilliant. That's all. And, then, and, and, I think, and I think and I think that as a sequel goes, it's fine. Like I it's, think you are big, either. It's obviously, it's obviously bigger and better in it. I get all that, but I yeah. just. I just think it's better. I, I think it's a better story. Mm, Weirdly. Yeah. Um, I, I, but anyway, so I introduced my daughter to that, who's 12, and she really enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, so, yes, it's good. And then I also watched, um, and I think one of the best films that no one ever talks about anymore. Um, I'm going to see if you can guess it. I'm going to give you some clues, right? Um, okay. I'm going to give you a clue of Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a clue of nineties. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue of nineties. Nineteen ninety-one, in fact. Not Days of Thunder, is it? No, no, fuck okay. no. <laughs> um, well, well, come on, mate. Let's not get fucking ridiculous on this. I'm going to give you. So I've given you Tony Scott. I've given you. You have rated it on Letterbox as a five out of five. Wait, 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 wait. True Romance. And it has a link with Halloween. Oh, Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout. Fucking hell, sorry, it took a while. <laughs> it's such a good film. It is amazing. And it's like, it's like no one talks about the Last Boy Scout ever. No, I, I quite agree. It's one of those films that just no one talks about, right? And everyone's just like, they talk about all these other stuff, but no one talks about the Last Boy Scout. And it, I must have watched that movie probably more than I've watched Star Wars, which is saying something. That is, yes. I just, no, I just love it. Film. Like, it's and Bruce true, Willis yeah. is so good. Bruce Willis plays I don't give a fuck so well. Sadly, yeah, well but... he doesn't give a fuck, it doesn't work. Yeah, sadly, when he actually doesn't give a fuck. He actually doesn't give a fuck. He can't act like he gives a fuck. But when he gives a fuck, he manages to act like he doesn't give a fuck. That's very good. That's very good. I have a film we need to talk about. Go on. Is it Kevin? <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to talk about. Hey, no, it's, it's a much, 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 <laughs> try to veal. 
Um, okay, I watched a film. It's a Lifetime movie. Oh, it fucking be... not another one. <laughs> you have to watch it. It might oh. be the ultimate Lifetime movie. It's even better than Deadly Mile High Club, although I'm not sure that's accurate. Might... Who knows? It's called... <laughs> Listen, when I tell you the title... Go on. It's The Wrong Cheerleader Coach. <laughs> now, 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 and it's a sequel to the wrong now, cheerleader right it is it is and i didn't know that until i'd after watched after i watched the movie and weirdly the only thing that connects it i think is vivica a fox plays the coach but she isn't the wrong cheerleader coach she's like the head coach and it, and, is, it goes by the name of stalked by my teacher oh i'm sure it does so so here's the thing here's the thing from second one, not minute one, second one, you know who the stalker is. You know that she's in it's got Tara like, reading. Tara Reed is in it. She's in the like two and Corin Nemec. Oh my god. Corin Nemec is fantastic in it. Corin Nemec does what I call aggressive spectacles acting. Like like he, he he's, <laughs> he's chosen. He's cho- he's like the dad of the girl who's been like the dad the dad of the girl who's yeah, yeah. new to the school and he's recently been widowed as as in every lifetime movie. And the the, the assistant chili the coach, within seconds of meeting him, he's all she wants and she'll do anything to get him and all of that stuff, right? I'm not joking. It, she pretty much says it to his face when they meet. There is no build. There is she goes from stalky to stalky there's no there's no <laughs> there's no bill i don't know how to say it. there's no bill she's just immediately a stalker like she does everything is ins- everything she does is insane and she doesn't hide that it's insane she's kind of trump like like she just says what she's gonna do nobody goes don't do that that's fucking nuts and she does it and things get worse and worse sort of thing um and and it's therefore wonderful i'm looking at some of the skills Cor- on is amazing corin nemic in every shot that corin nemic is in he takes off and puts on his spectacles nine times. I, I mean, a, a, there's, there's reviews on the IMDb that talk about how much he plays with his spectacles. Like it's, <laughs> it's insane. Like I read that, I went there, and then I watched. It, I went, he, how, how is he able to put on glasses, take them off, put them on, take them off, put them on? We, and we both like, wear glasses, right? In in about in about a thirty seconds. Sp- yeah, like 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 every scene. We both wear glasses, scene. right? How many times yes. in a day do you take your glasses off? Uh, twice, maybe. Yeah, maybe. May, may, maybe. Maybe but if I'm maybe. having a shower or getting in the bath, when I go to bed. And they don't, make it, and it's not, and they don't reference the glasses. Like they don't, it's not like he uses them for reading or whatever. He just happens to wear but Like, in, I'm not exaggerating. Every shot. Every, every shot. And I'm like, why didn't someone say, that? Stop, stop that? <laughs> it's really distracting. That's genius. <laughs> and by the way, I, I really like Corin Nemec. I think he's a good actor. He's really good in this. Like he, like no one's a bad, no one's bad in it. It's just insane. Like it's just well, it's got horrible, right? So the, the bars, right, right. Well, she's and, a flat in it. Vivian Gray Fox. She's awesome in it. Uh, Vivian Gray Fox is. is she's I'm not exactly. Red she's red awesome, red really. But she's awesome. But it makes her awesome. She's awesome in it because she's just like she's a ten Right, and and by the way. I haven't seen the wrong cheerleader, but I'm assuming that she understands that there's some bad cheerleaders. I'm assuming there's a stalkery cheerleader. She was a and producer on the second one. So I'm assuming she's probably a producer on the first. Well, she enticed her they enticed her into that sweet, sweet lifetime producers deal, I guess. But but if if she's in the first movie, assuming they are connected, she clearly hasn't learned any lessons whatsoever. <laughs> like it's like she's either turning a blind eye or she literally just hasn't paid any attention. 
but I'm not joking. It is. It is. Oh man, zero. She's just immediately stalkery, immediately, and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse until the end, of course. So and uh, and I cheered at the end. I mean, I was like, applauded the actual epilogue. Like, if you go, amazing. it's brilliant. If you go onto the IMDb and look at more like this under the wrong cheerleader, right, <laughs> right, you have identity theft of a cheerleader, uh-huh. undercover cheerleader, the wrong <laughs> stepmother. Right, the wrong cheerleader coach. Well, that's the one. That's That's the one. Sleeping with my student, aka Deadly Vengeance, which literally looked like another (laughs) Deadly Deadly Vengeance. Wrong, the wrong (laughs) mummy and deadly cyber bully. The wrong mummy. Yeah, murder in the vineyard. So if you look at look at the wrong, let's look at the wrong cheerleader and see what comes up. There's also there's the wrong Mister Wright. That's amazing. Webcam cheerleader. Ruthless Renegades. Yeah, I saw Ruthless Renegades. That's the most insane. Deadly Jealousy. Deadly Jealousy, the killer cousin. Oh, it's amazing. The Pom Pom Murders. There's a film called The Pom. We have to watch all of these cheerleader movies. Oh, not only is there the wrong cheerleader, not only is there the wrong cheerleader. Oh, there's wrong cheer captain. The wrong cheer captain. Yeah, yeah. I've just seen that. With with the same cast. It's the same director. Oh my god! It's a it's a trilogy. Oh my god! I have to watch. Oh my god! I can't believe it. It's in the same year. They've all made within the same twelve months. Oh my god! I have to. Oh get mate, these. I think I think we've just gone down oh, uh, so a happy. rabbit hole of rabbit. There's hole. a film called There's a film called Pom Poms and Payback. What What are these? The, the and, deadly and deadly. Finally, chance. if you look at uh, if you look at more like this on the wrong cheer captain, we have uh, Pom Poms and Payback. Yep, life. The wrong blind date. Guess who starts the wrong blind date, Ross? Vivica A. Fox. Yep, absolutely. There's the wrong wrong Valentine, the wrong Prince Charming, the wrong fiancé. This is fucking nuts. Danger in the spotlight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A professor's vengeance. Okay. I just think I'm on on a... Do you know who directed The Professor's Vengeance? Danny J. Boyle. So Danny Boyle, but it's Danny J. Danny Boyle, Boyle directed this. Danny Boyle directed this. Well, Danny J. Oh, mate, he's this done some classics. Absolute, he has. You'll this never is leave me. This is absolutely amazing. A killer in law. Chicago romance. A whirlwind. The baby, the baby monitor. Man. Oh my god, we can just listen to these. I need to watch all of these. Till X do us part. I mean, that's a fucking squad. Hashtag oh, squad god. goals. Oh god. Oh god, this is so. Give me my baby. Give me one. A short film called Brunch So Hard. I saw that. I saw that. Brunch So Hard. Give me my baby. You want to know what the the story of Brunch So Hard is? Two girlfriends try to get their third girlfriend to go to brunch with them. That's the whole thing. Oh my God. Give me my baby. Sorry. Give me my baby. It's also called The Stranger Inside. And it stars Sophia Sophia Milos. It was great. Anyway, I think we've gone down such a fucking rabbit hole on this. I want to just keep sinister saviour. Anyway, I'm going to pull you back in because we've got a few minutes left. Before we go, I just want to quickly talk about Peacemaker. Yes, absolutely. It's crap, wasn't it? It, No, it was one of the worst shows of ever. I keep playing the opening title sequence. The opening title sequence is, I was like, you know when you watch the the cold open of a show and you go, okay, this is pretty good. It it had me, right? I was like, there's some interesting stuff in this. And then it cuts to the title sequence and you just go, what the actual fuck? My response was, 
I'm not joking. My response was, they made this show for me. <laughs> they, the way that Judo Master appears at the end out of the floor is oh my God. Like, And Eagly, Eagly, the fact that Eagly lands and then checks his mark and moves to his mark is amazing. Yeah. I just, it's, just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It is am- also noticing that you've got um, um, Christopher Hyadal. It's really funny because for a while I didn't notice everybody who was dancing. Like it took me a little while to realize that Christopher Hyadol was dancing, but Lachlan Munro was dancing. Like there are certain people, the way that Hyadol does his bit with the guys is so fun. Like it's so funny. It's so and funny. It's, and the thing Steve is, it's AG, so much more than just a just a a good title sequence. Albeit it is no, a it's amazing good title sequence. It's a really good show, and it's, it's like an amazing show. One of my favorite TV shows it, of the last ten years, easily. Yeah, and easily. it ties into the film really well. And yep, like, yep. I'm not going to say anything for anyone that hasn't seen it, but the mm. cameos at the end of the the end mm-hmm. of the episode, the end of the series, yeah. are just fucking brilliant. I loved also that they used the actual opening titles wigwam track in the final showdown of the last episode. Oh my god, that was so that was really really clever and idea. It, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was always going to be like that, but it's really and it was visceral idea. as fuck as well. Mm-hmm. Funny as hell. And I'm, look, I'm going to say it now. I honestly believe that John Cena, at least from this is a better actor than The Rock. Ooh! He's demonstrating more... Well, his rock bashing continues. Certain, no, no, but what I mean... No, for real, I'm, I'm using it more to give him props than to just put down a rock. Like, the fact that we see the Cena not only doing things like crazy sex scenes and, and lots of humour and vul- being genuinely vulnerable and sincere yeah. and earnest. Yeah. He doesn't do that much fighting in the show. There, there is action. He's great at the action. It's way more about the nuance. The stuff with Vigilante, Freddie Strober's Vigilante is so hey, fucking brilliant. He is fucking great in it. Um, and even things like seeing Cena play the piano. I know it sounds a bit like it was like a proper showcase for him. Is and he a better actor than The Rock? I better don't... as in better. I don't, I'm not talking about charisma here. I'm talking about festing. Like, oh. I think he's funnier. I think he's like even doing things like Sisters and stuff. I think Cena is watching Blockers. Cena is much funnier, like genuinely funny, not relying on an, on an eyebrow. And look, and look I'm, I'm only talking about this because I genuinely think that we haven't seen The Rock act in at least 15 I am, years. I am going to message I just I think we've seen him act. Do it. Uh, Ross, I need The Rock to come over here and, and, and kick your candy ass. No, I just want to see, no, I just want to see him act more. He used to do acting in things like Faster, even the first Fast Five, G.I. Joe Retaliation. He, he, wow, he, no, Are you really he holding acting. up G.I. Joe retaliation. He does, but he does acting it. He has two fights in that movie and he gets his ass handed to him both times. There's none of this, I'm the rock, I can't go down in a fight. There's that, nothing that's not, we don't know if that's real. That's like yeah. that's like stuff people make up about people. I, like, I know, I'm just I'm just I know I'm being a bit um yeah, I know. I'm just saying, look, I'm just I'm just laying it down. I think we've seen more range from Cena. In the last few years, than we've seen from a rock in fifteen years. I, no, that that's that statement, be argued. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's what I'm getting that statement. That's I'm all in on. I absolutely think we've seen more range from from Cena, and I think like his performance was absolutely surprising in Peacemaker. Yeah, because even yeah. in the film, I was like, he's okay, but it was yeah, quite sure. one note. I agree. I agree. Um, I quite agree. But he was he was brilliant, and like the support cast, the writing, you know, them, James Gunn writing every episode. Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah, like Jody Hill, Jody Hill Gunn, directed as well. James Gunn just does a great job of everything he does at the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
The story was oh. great. There's tragedy. There's tragedy in that show. Yeah. Uh, we really should talk. Have you seen Reacher yet? No, haven't seen it yet. You, need, it's on my you list. need to watch. You need to watch. We need to talk about Reacher because it's in the same breath as Banshee. Is that is that after Reacher. we need to talk about Kevin? No, but we still talk about Reacher first. Anyway, cool. Reacher well, was look, really good. I don't even know what we've discussed today, but there's. <laughs> Um, well, you know, we haven't talked about much, but in the school, <laughs> that is very true. We have not talked, about, we've talked about Kevin, we've talked about everything, we've just not really talked about the Tinder Swindler. And actually, the other thing I haven't talked to you about, and I'm, I'm loath to say this because we genuinely have run out of time, but the other thing I, I, I want to talk to you, I, I want to talk to you about, and maybe we'll do this next time, was what was it? I just want to know what it was like seeing um, Batman episode on the big screen because it was I, the we need to talk about it properly, but yes, the Genesis Cinema showed three hours worth. Of episodes with a with the classic nineties Batman the animated series, which Jenny and I went to uh, in Stepney Green, great cinema, great independent cinema, and they had a Batman quiz and everything, which we tied in. I was quite and it was, uh, fantastic. when you said when I saw seeing Batman, the original Batman. Mm. I, I didn't see animated, so I thought you'd gone to sit through like three hours of Adam West episode, and I was like, yeah, that would be great too. We'd be happy. I would love to do that. To so Ross, where can people find out more about you, my friend? Great. On all the social media things, it's at Ross Boyask. Uh, please also follow at Evo Films UK to follow Evolutionary Films. Uh, and also please look at at Vengeance Film UK for uh, the exploits of the, uh, the action thriller fan film, far film, film franchise thing that I like and direct. Anyway. I've heard a rumour about um, Vengeance that you're going to do a crossover with the cheerleader coach. <laughs> It was a basically, it's a, I've heard, I've heard the third, I've heard the. This, tell me if this is wrong, but I've heard the third vengeance film is John Gold goes to an American high school, to undercover, to be a cheerleader coach. It, oh, I need to rewrite it now. That's terrible. <laughs> Shit. Basically, that's, that's what I'm saying is, I want to cross the cheerleader coach with Kindergarten Cop. God, that's so good. <laughs> That's a, that's a great idea for a movie. Fine, that's great. Undercover cheerleader cop. There you go. <laughs> cheerleader uh, a cheerleader cop's vengeance. A cheerleader's cop's vengeance. Vengeance. The cheerleader the cheerleader cop move or whatever. Uh, <laughs> movies.co.uk for the actual website for, for this. I've created a website. I've got bored. I built a website. Oh, dear. Um... And uh, you can follow us both on Letterboxd and uh, also go to uh, philhobden.co.uk for other stuff as well. Thanks for listening. We will be back at some point, uh, at some point randomly, probably, because we'll try and fit in a recording next week to talk about the Batman, um, because I think that's really, really need to talk about that. So, look, thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Cheerio, touchy bye. Cheerio, touchy bye. <laughs>